Welcome to the Reaching Forward Podcast. My name is Pastor Adam Bigelow. We're excited to be in church. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 10. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. And with the help of the Lord, I would like to preach on the thought of a message this evening. God's not done yet. Let's pray. Have your way in this service, Lord. Help us to reach forward to your promises. Help us to reach forward, even though times may be tough in lives. Help us to reach forward in faith and reach forward with a certainty that God will answer prayer. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. They say that a man is not complete until he is married. After he is married, he is finished. Well, John, the apostle, could have thought he was finished. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 9, did you ever think, well, it's over. Curtains finished. I'm done. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe this year is being frustrated to you in your life. It just, I'm done. Well, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 9, John could have felt that way. He said, I, John, who am also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God. And for the testimony of Jesus Christ. So basically Patmos was this barren, rocky prison island for Roman prisoners. And John was put there according to his testimony. uh, Was in the isle called Patmos for the word of God. And for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Because of his preaching. And because he riled up the wrong or the, 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 the authorities. He was put in this prison island. Left to rot, quote unquote. Well, the Bible says in our Bible text. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, Sunday. And heard behind me a great voice. As of a trumpet. Now, John could have said, he could have sat down and said, that's it, no fear. I'm going to eat some worms. Have you ever felt like that? But he didn't do that. He knew that, first of all, God was not done dealing with him yet. I'd like to tell you tonight, God's not done dealing with you yet. And as he was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day, the Spirit of God began to, to rise up inside of him. And you know, I really believe we need the Spirit of God in preaching. The Spirit of God through the Word of God. The Spirit of God to recognize. The Spirit of God to, to kind of get us out of even what seems to be a reality. And get us to touch God's reality. You see, the present, even eyesight, can be deceiving. When Jesus was on the cross, he said, it is finished. John chapter 19 and verse 30, he gave up the ghost. And and that, that famous utterance of our Lord, the work of redemption was finished. The payment of sin was finished. Yes, Jesus came to die for sin. The law of Moses was also finished. 
But when Jesus uttered those words, God wasn't done yet. In fact, God is still working. (laughs) Three days later, they went to the tomb where they buried him. And the Bible said an angel had a message. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. Behold, he's risen. And it says, he's not here. Behold the place where they laid him. He wasn't done yet. God is not done yet. In fact, when Jesus uttered those words, the, 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 the curtain that separated the two places of the temple, the holy place from the holy of holies, it was rent or ripped from the top to the bottom after Jesus uttered those last words on the cross. God's not done dealing with you yet. And God's ways are not our ways. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 9, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's ways might not make sense to us. Why, if God's not done dealing with me yet, has he got me on this prison island, or in this prison in my mind, or in this prison job I'm working, or in this prison relationship, and you might think it's done, but let me tell you this evening, thus saith the Lord, God's not done yet. Even Christians can feel like God's done dealing with me. There was an illustration I remember hearing of a missionary couple. A man and his wife came to a retreat. And a counselor at that retreat prayed a scripture over the man. Later, the missionary told the counselor, we were going back to our denomination after the retreat, after the camp, right? We were going to go back to our denomination and resign. And the counselor was wondering what changed their mind. The the missionary said this, but you prayed that scripture over me. And it was the same scripture that God used to call me in to the ministry. That man realized it seemed I was frustrated, but God wasn't done leading me yet. You know, sometimes all we need to hear is the right scripture. That spirit of God rise up within us again. We might be in exterior circumstances, but inside God can make us new. God's not done leading us yet. And God's not done dealing with you. God's not done leading you yet. Jesus spoke to John on the Isle of Patmos, and he said, I'm Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. It's Revelation chapter 1 and verse 11. What thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. You know, that's interesting. How is he going to get from the Isle of Patmos, you know, 30 miles off the coast? How, how is it going to get anywhere, right? Well, God has a plan. You know, God has a plan. Uh, when, when we don't understand sometimes, God's still writing a story. And God was still writing the word of God as without Genesis, we would be without a beginning. Without revelation, we would be without an ending to the word of God. God 
had a plan for John. God was going to bring his plan to pass. You know, I'm thankful that God knows what he's doing. Sometimes we don't know what's going on, but God's got a purpose. Let me tell you, God's got a purpose for you. Listening for you, every part of the body of Christ, which is the church. It's not a building. Yes, we attend church. And, and the Bible says we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Get in a church. I know this is a crazy year, but God's word is still God's word. Get in a church. Get together with the body of Christ. But the body of Christ is actually what the real biblical church is. Christ is the head of that church, and then we are his body. And every part has a purpose. You have a purpose. Have you ever heard that appendix doesn't have a purpose? You know, if God created us, why do we have an appendix? It's useless. Or is it? Researchers, researchers say the appendix, and this is according to webmd.com. You can check it out. Researchers, researchers say that the appendix may be a place where good bacteria can live safely. The appendix is a two to four inch little pouch located where small and large intest where the small and large intestines meet. If you have a bout of well, I don't mean to offend anybody, but if you have a bout of diarrhea or another illness that cleans out the intestines, <laughs> the good bacteria in the appendix can repopulate the digestive system and keep you healthy. You know that God has a purpose even for the appendix. And people might look at John and they may say, well, he was on Patmos. He was a preacher with no congregation, no money, no building. He's a failure, but he wasn't a failure. God wasn't done dealing with him yet. God wasn't done leading him yet. And let me tell you, I've got one more thing for you. God's not done blessing you yet. The devil is a liar as long as God deals with your heart. As long as he leads you into all truth. As long as God is dealing with you. If God is dealing with you, maybe he's convicting you of something in your life. But as long as he's dealing with you, he's not done dealing. He's not done leading. Well, what does he do? God's desire is to bless us. The Bible says that in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 12, John turned to see that voice that spoke unto him and he saw seven golden candlesticks and then he saw in the midst one like the Son of Man. And the Bible says in his right hand, I just held out my left hand. Jesus held out his right hand. I'm left-handed. And, and it said he had seven stars in his right hand. And say, so what is the mystery? Sometimes the mystery is just, it, you just keep reading God's word. And let me tell you, if you ever get frustrated because you don't understand something, instead of saying the Bible doesn't make sense, just keep reading. Because in verse 20, it explains, Revelation chapter 1, the mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. And the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. 
Well, there's a song that kids sing. He's got the whole world in his hand. Isn't it good to know that Jesus is in the midst of the churches? Oh, they couldn't see him. And all the different churches had different struggles. But also, even greater than that, to know this, the Bible said that in God's right hand are the pastors. See, I'll preach but I'm not a pastor, but there's a promise in the Bible. It said, no man is able to pluck them out of my hand. No man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. That's for each believer, each Christian. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you and me, brother, in his hands. He's got you and me, sister, in his hands. You know that when Jesus has you, he's going to treat you well. When Jesus has you, he's going to bless you. Now, there's been many times in my life where I thought, well, man, I didn't know how I was going to make it. <laughs> and life's real, isn't it? I remember coming back from a church conference, and it was a blessing. I'd been gone for some, some time, so we let the mail pile up, right? Or stopped it and started it. We got a glob of mail, and I've shared this before, but you know that one thing that people face, and they face financial problems, and, and, I, and I remember uh, my wife got the mail. We pulled up, and she grabbed all the mail. It was a pile, you know, a week or two of mail, and... Uh, I remember saying something like this. Well, I hope there's $5,000 in there. (laughs) As we were opening the mail, she said, Oh, look at this or something like that. Well, it wasn't $5,000. I think it was laying on the bed or something. And it was $8,000. $8,000. Let me tell you, it was unexpected. But I got a message When things were crazy, I was still going to conference. I was still doing the things that I needed to do. I was still going to get filled up, but God wasn't done blessing me yet. And God's not done blessing John yet. You see, two church fathers, and I'm about to close. The bishop of Ephesus, Polycrates, at the end of the second century. And St. Arrhenius, the bishop of Lyon, at around the same time. Both claim that the burial place of John is in, not Patmos, not Patmos, but Ephesus. Couldn't I share that, wow, that God didn't leave him there? No, the Romans might have assigned him there. The devil might have tripped you up, or maybe you made a bad decision, but don't stay there. Don't stay in Patmos. God's not done blessing me yet. God's not done blessing wasn't done blessing the Apostle John yet. And God's not done blessing you yet. God's not done yet. Let God be true and every man a liar. God bless you is our prayer. See you in church.